Welcome back to another episode of the Morning Skate, episode 214. Your host, Ked, here. Hal, Ked, and Hal are back. Um, I mean, we, ha- we have quite a bit to talk about. Uh, the regular season, or I guess the hockey season's over for 2021. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning went back to back. Patty Maroon is now a three time Stanley Cup winner. Um, yeah, just been enjoying summer shit. Hal, how are you doing, buddy? I'm all right, dude. It's good to be back. It's been a while. Um, we took a hiatus, right? We saw each other. We played some hockey. We went camping. That was nice. Um, apologize to the fans again. Kind of called this one. It's very on brand for us, though. Like, I do think we're the only uh, hockey podcast out there that pretty much always stops recording podcasts around the conference finals. I mean, it's because our teams aren't in it. No, um, I actually shout out, shout out to our other bloggers who have really picked up the fucking you know the bullshit. Uh, Clara had Igor on. I mean, they've had tons of people on. I I don't want to look it up right now, but they've Did, had a lot of What? So my theory is it's not even that our teams aren't in it anymore. I think a lot of it has to do with, like, playoff hockey, I, to me, I think just makes me want to drink. Like, not even watch games, but, like, if there's, like, a game on a Thursday night, it's like, well, there's playoff hockey on. Even if, even if I'm not watching, like, I don't want to do anything. It's like a mentality. I'm going to tell you something right now. I've been off the dope for, like – I want to say almost 50 days and my drinking is out of control and I'm not a big drinker. Like when I was on the dope, I literally never drank. And now like every excuse I get, I'm grilling, I'm having a beer. I get home late at night, have a beer. Oh, let's, let's go grab a bite to eat, have a beer. Like beers sneakily have really like snuck into my life right now. (laughs) Miller lights, man, and twisted tees. It's been a bad day to be a twee. And talk about them giving me a little over the pants hand job on my Instagram, huh? I didn't see that. What are you referring to? I mean, I've been tagging them and shit, and they've been liking it and like commenting back and like all this shit. It's like, damn, baby, there might be something here. Dude, how? So, my question to you is like, at one point in my life, like, you know, this, like, I could easily pound a six pack of twisted tees. But at this point, like, after like two or three, like I gotta switch it up. Like, how do you stay like rem- like focused and driven with like your eye on strictly twisted tea for like a whole day? I think it's a hundred percent based on the weather. If it's a nice day out, I could drink probably forty of those fucking things. Like they just they just go down so easy. Like you're sweating <laughs> a little bit, and then before you know it, and like I know people can one touch beers out of bottles and shit like that, and that's sick. Like I've tried. I'm really not that great at it. <coughs> I can slug a twisted tea out of a fucking bottle, dude. Like I have it and it's deleted before I even know it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you just drink so fast that the whole it being sugary thing and your mouth goes numb and you just don't even worry about it. You got to be the only guy at like your fancy private gym that's like on a Monday morning sweating out 40 twisted teas as they do their workout. You wouldn't believe how many times I've been to the gym over the last few weeks and people are like, Jim, you okay? You've been drinking a lot of twisted tea. (laughs) I swear to God. It's a red flag. That's incredible. Um, yeah, where were we? Playoffs? Yeah, I I don't know. Hopefully our drive gets back uh, and we find our rhythm, so I think we should probably get into it. No, I like that. I like how you just segued that. Let's do any challenge. All right, guys, before we get into this, I do have a – if you've been listening to this podcast, you know the Patty B Hotline. Uh, we haven't done it in a long time, but you've heard Pat Ballantyne call in. He has a deep voice like this. Um, that motherfucker won our playoff pool, which upset of the century, or is Patty B onto something here? I don't know. I, th- I think his secret sauce was that he had the Habs in the finals, which I have no idea how he did that. Part of me just kind of feels like, you know, if you ever do, like, a college basketball bracket, there's always a kid who takes, like, every, like, 16 over one or something yeah. like that and tries to hit, and it's, like, a long shot. But if it works, you look like a genius. I feel like that's Patty B. We just caught him in a hot year. But at the same time, maybe I'm just hating because I forgot to even submit my bracket. Um, so congratulations to Patty B. And it definitely would have beat mine because in those brackets, like, when I go on the podcast, I don't know if this makes sense. I, will, I won't pick the Bruins to win the cup as, like, my cup pick. But when I, like, fill out a physical bracket, like, I have to. You can't not, dude. It, yeah. It's like you can't put that to paper. 
Right, because then what am I even rooting for? Like, I can say it on here, like, Tampa's going to win the Cup, but, like, didn't mean I wanted them to. That and, like, if you don't write it down and they win the Cup, are you really a fan? Exactly. And you know what? That That's probably Patty B's greatest gift is that he's a Sabres fan. So, like, he had no teams to root for in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't he wasn't biased in any direction. Probably helped him out a bit. Right. And I'm going to throw you a curveball, dude. Be ready. 12-6 coming. You want to talk about your Bruins? You just want to talk about that real quick and get that out of the way? Because no, I'd rather I'd rather wait, wait because that would be that would be rude of us not to like congratulate the Tampa Bay Lightning on back. I don't want to congratulate the Tampa Bay Lightning on back to back Stanley Cups. They were like fucking eighteen million dollars over the cap, and we talked about this. If it was the Rangers, I'd be like fucking a right. We were like we're the bad boys, but it wasn't the Rangers, and this team. I, I don't understand how they were able to do that. I don't understand, like, how the CBA allows – like, did that not blow your mind? Like, why aren't all the other teams doing this? And also, is this going to be something that they fix? I don't know. Isn't this the same thing? There was that story that came out that, like, the same thing happened with the Blackhawks in 2013, and they tried to change the rule, and everyone said no to changing the rule except for the Lightning, who voted yes. And then, like, this year it reversed, and they were that team. Um, I didn't know so that. I, so, yeah, which is crazy. So they've already voted on this and no one cared. I don't really think it's going to be an issue. My thing is this. I don't like Tampa Bay Lightning, but, like, I don't necessarily understand the hate some people have for them. A lot of times hate in my heart for hockey teams is when there's a team that's, like, winning cups and they shouldn't be and it, like, pisses you off because it's, like, they're not good. Whereas, like, to me, the Lightning are the best team in the league and, like, their roster is so sick. Like, I know the cap circumvention or whatever, and I agree. That pissed me off, too. <coughs> but, like, it's hard for me to hate it because they literally are the best team on paper in the NHL, and they win. Not even close. Not even close. In a way, like, as much as Montreal gives you hope that, like, any team can make the cup finals, it also gives you hope that, like, if you if your team's the best in the league, like, they, they can win, if right. that makes sense. So, I don't know. I don't really have any hate for it. I'm just going to be upfront. I was going to lie to the people, but I looked myself in the mirror before the podcast said I couldn't do it. Um, I hate yeah, the that, Canadians. Actually, really quick, Feverboy Rex texted uh, me and DJ Zumi today, like all these weird interview questions. And one of the questions was, uh, what, what makes you like the most anxious ever? And I'm pretty sure DJ Zumi said, looking in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, that ass. So. I haven't looked in. I actually haven't truly looked in the mirror in a long time. Um, I like squint. I'm like, yeah, I like. So yeah. <laughs> well, looking in my own mirror, dude. I didn't watch a second of the playoffs. I don't like either of these teams. The Cup Finals, I should say. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I knew the the Lightning were going to win, um, and I just hated both teams, and I couldn't do it to myself. I do want to add though. Boston Bruins fans, Toronto Maple Leafs fans who decided they hated Tampa so much that they were going to root for the Canadians, shame on you because now you have to walk back to your fan base as the person who rooted for the Montreal Canadiens for absolutely no reason. You put yourself in that position for absolutely no reason, only to come back with egg on your face. What was what was Brownie's reasoning for rooting for the Lightning? I think he had like a, a substantial reason. I understand what you're saying. I would never yeah. root for the Islanders. I forget yeah. what his was. But it was something that was like, okay, like I at least kind of get that. But I think you nailed it, dude. Like I can't ever imagine myself being like the Islanders are playing uh, – fuck, who knows? The Lightning. Uh, yeah, or the – yeah, the Lightning. Cool. I And EO Dubs, uh, our head of sales, I think, or merchandising, whatever. He's doing a great job. Shout out to him. I kept telling him, I'm like, I fucking hate your team, but I'm rooting for your happiness. And I thought that that was like a pretty cool way of me getting out of that, right? Yeah, I guess, dude. Yeah, I respect that. I because like you can't. I don't know. You just can't root for that rival team, especially when you know they're gonna lose. I don't really actually like hate Brownie or that take. I'm sure he had his reasons. It's just like it's the Habs. Don't I? I know it was like David versus Goliath, but like don't let that fog your judgment. It was the Habs versus the Lightning. Yeah, that might have fogged my judgment a little bit. I also don't. I don't like the fact that the Rangers just traded everybody to them. And then all of a sudden the lightning started winning all these cups. Like that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Uh, we'll get into Ryan McDonough in a little bit. I thought that he was one of the best players on the ice, the entire fucking playoffs. The guy's an absolute stallion, but I did like the fact that like, 
it's weird. I never thought I would like a line that had Corey Perry, Joel Armia, and fucking Eric Stahl on it. But here I was being like, let's fucking get them, boys. <laughs> and like Cole Caulfield, the rookie, Suzuki, like a younger kid, Kakanyemi. I, I think I was also rooting for the Habs because of all those dickheads who say Carey Price isn't a good goalie. Okay. And I've always liked Shea Weber. They have a, And Josh Anderson, they have a, a lot of likable players on the team. Actually, ever since they got rid of Tomas Plekanec, they have a lot of very likable players on their team. I like Brendan Gallagher. I can understand why you don't like Brendan Gallagher because you're a Bruins fan. But you're telling me Brendan Gallagher becomes a free agent and signs like a reasonable deal with the Bruins. You want to be like jacked up to have that guy on your team. Like that he's like one of those players, like a Brad Martian. Everybody hates Martian. I'd love Martian on my team. Tom Wilson would love Tom Wilson on my team. But like, I feel that way about Brendan Gallagher too. So you have like all these younger kids. And then you look at the lightning on paper. We talked about how like they are easily the best team in the NHL. And you're like, fuck man, how cool would it be if like these are like guys who really aren't that sick of hockey were able to pull this out. Like, and Ben Sherratt, I thought Ben Sher- I had no idea who he was until I watched the playoffs. I actually really liked his game a lot. And I, I don't know. That's kind of what I had on that. But Tampa wins back-to-back. Patty Maroon with a 3 P. I just want to say really quick, you just slandered me. I've never said a bad thing about Brendan Gallagher, so try not to slander me. Uh, the one, two notes I do have on what you just said. I, again, I didn't watch the finals. Carey Price kind of wasn't as great, right? Had a great game five, I think. Maybe <laughs> a good game four, but first three games, not awesome. I don't know if he played bad. He had the, the, he had the 10. I think, he had a sub, I think at one point in the series, maybe it was game three, he had like a sub 900 save percentage, which is not what he was playing before. Just pointing it out. Number two, game four, dude. Um, that, actually, like the four minutes I watched of the Stanley Cup finals, game four, was it the four-minute power play going into overtime? Yeah, dude, and it was Shea oh Weber God. in the box. I felt so bad for Shea Weber. Like, if if that ended because of a Shea Weber high stick, that would have been, like – I actually would have felt bad for the Habs. I thought the game was over. Did you think the game was over? Four minutes going into overtime, yeah, Shea Weber in the box? I'm like, I, I, I was like, there's not a shot they come back. But there was that dude, too, who was getting interviewed, right? And he called the Josh Anderson goal a couple seconds before. That was straight up Babe Ruth point to center field and fucking hit a home run. That, yeah. that was insane. A lot of people gave him shit for doing an interview during, during like, play and stuff. But, like, bro, get, <laughs> get, that, get that clout. Yeah, and he was probably really fucked up, too. Yeah, come on. I feel like 9 out of 10 people, if the news started talking to him with the camera in their face, they would turn around. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'd put on a show. I don't know if I'd call the fucking game winner, but, like, wow. Yeah. Hey, so, Patty Maroon. Um, you, I think, hate Patty Maroon. Have you changed that at all? Here's my thing. I don't really care about Patty Maroon's like a character now. I feel I like don't he's know like, if I hate Patty Maroon. I just, I didn't like how he didn't like Glenn's Falls, but I he, think it's been, he's come a long way since playing in the Civic Center. Yeah, I guess. I was just thinking about it, and this might be weird because I was like 17 when he played in Glenn's Falls, but I actually like loved watching him play hockey in the AHL. Like he was a classic AHL power forward. And even though he hated the organization and he hated Glens Falls, which to a point, dude, like you, would you live in downtown Glens Falls? Are you a Glens Falls guy? I like Glens Falls. I would okay, probably so, live in Glens Falls over Saratoga. I guess, but I feel like from Glens Falls, he went to like, you know what I mean? Like he probably played for the San Diego Gulls because he got traded to the Ducks. Like, would you rather be in Glens Falls or San Diego? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's hard for me to hate on him for hating playing in Glens Falls, New York, in the AHL. And he was also like going through shit. So he's definitely grown up. I just think it's, I just, I don't know. It's crazy that Patty Maroon won three cups. Like, he's cool because when you look at him without a shirt on, it's like, fuck, that could be me. Yeah. What was he wearing? An Omnia hat after he won? Unbelievable. <laughs> like, he made a conscious decision when he woke up that morning to fuck put that Omnia hat on backwards. Yeah, I don't know, man. Is that like I always wonder? Is that what people, all people from St. Louis, are like? Because like you think about like the Kachuk brothers, uh, Patty Maroon, Trent Jansen, Trent Frederick. I feel like dudes from St. Louis just kind of are like screw loose <laughs> mentality. Yeah, but it's fucking awesome. Like, yeah, in a good way. Too. Like they're the guys that wear backwards hats, but they're like flex fit, and they like wear them like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of tight. Dude, so I guess I think this will transition okay. We're kind of skipping around. But speaking of, like, cool dudes, what did you think of the Kucherov interview? Um, dude, like, so I don't – he he picked that bone with, like – well, he's basically saying Montreal. Like, the fans acted like they won the cup after game four. Yeah. What do you got? 
I mean, dude, like it's one of those things as an organization, you win the Stanley cup. You're so happy, but you got to think the PR guy is just like on pins and needles, knowing that his boys are about to go up there beyond buckled and answer questions in front of the media. And they're like, Oh shit, this could go one of two ways. Nikita Kucherov, 66 points in the last two playoffs. Uh, there's only been five times it's happened. The only two other players that have done it are Wayne Gretzky and Mary Lemieux. Pretty good company, dude. Um, but I love that. Like, good for him, dude. I, I mean, yeah. that's what I would say. If I was fucked up and, like, I was kind of being petty towards people, 100%. I always thought about this, too. Like, from his perspective, like, I feel like the Russians, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but I feel like Russian culture to, uh, to like, North American hockey culture is the biggest difference compared to, like, the other European players or dudes from around the world that play in the NHL. Um and I feel like because of that, they just don't really care as much. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I won the KHL, like, cup, and, like, I got a microphone in front of me and I was just pounding beers in the locker room, like, I would say whatever I wanted to the media. Like, exactly. what if you know, <laughs> off care? What it's, the a my it's, it's a different culture, dude. He could say fucking anything in the United States and, and people would go fucking batch and be like, well, I'm going to be in Moscow for the next four months. I'll be back. So do you know, I don't know if you know this, do all, do all Russian hockey players hang out? Like, is Panarin boys with? Kucherov, because I know Panarin's boys with like Bob. Do you know anything about that? Dude, I think a majority of the Russians are boys, but you got to remember Panarin and Putin don't have a fucking thing. And I know Ovechkin and Putin do, and I'm assuming Kucherov and Putin probably do. So I I don't know if like Panarin's super tight with other Russians around the league, but it wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't. So there's like a Putin crew and a non-Putin crew? You I think mean, Ovechkin, Ovechkin and Putin are like this. Right. So and, you, him and Panarin probably are not. Exactly. I mean, that's what I would think because I think like that's like serious shit. They put out a hit story on him to get him fucking fired from playing in the National Hockey League this year. Like, do you think like if Russia ever is like back in the Olympics and not like a fake country because they broke the rules? Do you think Panarin's gonna be on the team, bro? I don't know. Do you think he'd even want to play? That's a weird topic. I don't. <laughs> no, and that's something. Well, I don't know what's gonna happen in the next Olympics. I don't know if they're still suspended or whatever. But like, that's a great fucking question. That's a great. I I don't know. Would, and Pan- you, would Panarin even play for Russia? I don't know, but now that I'm thinking about it, they—I mean, Malkin's older, so they're they're weaker down the middle. But like <coughs> Panarin, Kucherov, um, Kaprizov, like top three wingers, like that's kind of a crazy lineup. And then you look at Vasilevsky, right? They're pretty good, that. dude. Ovechkin, Kuznetsov. I don't know. I have right. no idea. Um, Vasilevsky just mentioned he, he just won the con Smythe. He was 16 and seven in the playoffs. He had five shutouts and 937 save percentage, 1.9 goals against, and 23 starts. He was seven and zero in games following a loss in each of the past three postseasons. Uh, Ben Bishop came out and said that he could be one of the best goalies ever to play the game of hockey. Did you see this picture that everybody is sharing? Yeah, it's Carey Price and Vasilevsky. Is that just an angle? Is that just I, think a bad so. angle? I think it's pretty much – I've been told it's an angle and he's closer to the camera. I don't really know. I, I mean, like, Vasilevsky does look huge in that, but he's also, like, <coughs> a huge dude where I never really thought Carey Price was, although apparently they're the same height. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Vasilevsky, though, I didn't watch the cup finals, like I said, but every game I saw him in, I think other than maybe one rock solid. Kind of weird to me that he won the con Smythe over Kucherov, who broke so many records, and, like, Tampa's such a good team. I don't really hate it. Um, like I personally would have given it to Kucherov. It's definitely the angles now. I'm thinking about because whenever I take a snapshot, I, I make sure my phone's are really, like tilted. Yeah, everyone like, you got like a tough side angle too. Everyone has one. Um, ben Bishop saying he's the best he could ever do it. I don't know that it's kind of an interesting debate because he has Vesnas, he has two Stanley Cups, he's 26 years old. But at the end of the day, he's 26 years old. Like, if he does – if, like, he's an elite goalie for, like, another 10 years maybe, like, Hasek played forever, Waugh played forever, Brodeur played forever. If he plays forever, then, yeah, I think he could be one of the best ever. But it's kind of early to say that. He could get injured. He could go back to Russia. Like, you don't know. He also has a sick team in front of him, just like Brodeur did, just like Patrick Waugh did, you know? Yeah, true. So it'll be interesting to see what his career looks like. Like if Tampa ever takes a dip, like who knows what's going to happen this offseason with the cap stuff that they're actually going to have to finally figure out. So could be different. Um, Went over the Kucherov interview. Oh, Alex Korn broke his fibula, had a rod put in his leg and told the media that he still wanted to play. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, I, so it sucks that he got injured. I don't want to hate or put on anybody, but come on, dude. Like 
this is the most Alex Kalorn statement of all time. Like, oh, you were going to play with a broken leg, dude? Like, I bet, like, one more game and coach was going to put me in. Dude, you had a broken femur. There's no way you were playing, like. Fabula. You know what I mean? Like, you got to think that Kalorn was just praying it didn't go to game seven because if it goes to game seven, he's got to dress. Especially because he came out to the media and said that he wanted to. Yeah, like he's making statements like that because then at that point, if the, he's like, coaches said I couldn't play. It's like, well, you made promises, right? You wanted to go down the Mark Messier route. Like, that's what you get. Yeah, you're not wrong, dude. Um, is Tampa Bay the new New England? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, if maybe if Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl, but they would have to win for like a decade straight. It's kind of funny that Tampa right now is like – the place yeah you know what i mean like tampa sports although like devil rays <laughs> i saw a graphic last year it's like are they the new city of champions and it listed the devil rays coming in second place last year it's like that's not how it works i love the, the disrespect towards the rays organization because they haven't been called the devil rays since non can i uh really quick just fire this takeoff i don't care about baseball i I, so I like the Red Sox. Well, it's crazy when the Red Sox aren't good anymore. Now you don't care about it. Red Sox are in first place, bud. I don't know what place the Yankees are in. I feel like what Jared Cole's having issues because he can't put sticky stuff on his fingers. He signed for like two more decades. He's 30 years old. People forget I'm a Padres fan, so I don't know why you're bringing this up. To yeah, me. you're not a Padres fan. You can't say that. Um, I don't know, man. I Like there's something about it. I can only watch like five games a year on TV. I'll follow it on Twitter and shit and like. I'll watch highlights, but like if outside of the playoffs, I can't sit down and watch a shit ton of baseball. Dude, game. when you were a kid, did you? Like, I more, watched so more. many baseball games. Like, if the Yankees were on, I would watch all nine innings. And now I can't even wrap my Which head around. Doing weird like because that. as a kid, you're supposed to have like like less, zero attention span. Yeah, but right. like I remember too, like a Saturday, like I would even watch Yankees games like on yes on like a Saturday at one o'clock just because it was on. Yeah. No, I would never anymore. even fucking think about it. Playoff baseball is, I think, a little bit different. Like, hundred percent, whatever. But like regular baseball, there's so many games too. Yeah, maybe maybe, I'll try to become, like, maybe no. I should become like a September and on guy. Like early turn it on in September. I'll I'm think sure you will. That. I'm sure you will. Um, Cole Caulfield. Actually, no, Ryan McDonough. Over the past ten years, Ryan McDonough has averaged 16 playoff games per year. Is that real life? Yeah. So I guess that's including the Rangers. How long ago did he go to Tampa? Three, four years ago? Yeah. I don't know, man. (laughs) It's kind of crazy to think about, like, he's obviously flourished in Tampa. It would be interesting to see. I don't think they would give up on him because he's such a huge piece of that team. But they came into cap issues and then McDonough got moved. Like, what kind of haul he could get? Because I feel like he's a hot commodity. I know he's older, but – just another like crazy performance by him where it's like, damn, Ryan McDonough really was that good. McDonough makes yeah. Victor Hedman better. 100%. Yeah, but Victor Hedman also makes Ryan McDonough better, 100%. Yeah, true. But like without Ryan McDonough, I don't know if Victor Hedman's the defenseman he is now. I mean, Victor Hedman, I feel like he's still pretty Victor good. Hedman had won, a, had won a Norris before Ryan McDonough got there. Oh, I can't wait to get into the Norris talk. That's actually coming up soon. Um, I, also, do- I also don't even think they play together. No, but I'm not. I know they don't play together. I'm just saying, in terms of like, at one point or another, two thirds of the game, either Ryan McDonough or Victor Hedman's on the ice. Probably more than that. I agree with that. I I don't really know what we're arguing about. I don't know either. You just love picking fights, dude. Uh, Cole Caulfield on Corey Perry. He's unbelievable. He's a guy I really look up to. The other day, Nick Suzuki and I were talking that he was our favorite player to watch growing up. So it's just kind of crazy you get to be on the same team as him. I call it bullshit, dude. There's no way kids grew up and Corey Perry was their favorite player. Name a kid, and I feel like we're in the proper age where we which supposedly could find a kid that when you ask them growing up, like, hey, who's your favorite hockey player? They said Corey Perry. Don't exist. I don't think they no. exist. Unless, unless, you're, unless you're in California exactly. or, like, you're from Ontario, the same town as him, like, I just don't see the correlation, like – it's cool that they're giving respects to him, but there's no way Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield are modeling their games after Corey Perry, the one. Yeah, and talk about Caulfield, like, saying Nick Suzuki, and he didn't throw in, like, Hawk and Yemi said it, too, like, <laughs> yeah. me and Suzuki's. Oh, you think there's, like, a little bit of, a, like, a is cool division? Is there a division in Montreal that we just found out about? He probably knew, flip side, he probably knew, like, if he said Cock and Yemi's favorite player was Perry, he probably knew everyone would say that was bullshit. I mean, he should have known saying his favorite player growing up was Corey Perry. Everybody would say bullshit. Who do you think his favorite player actually Patrick was? Patrick Kane, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, too. No doubt. 
Like Crosby. Yeah. Exactly. Like <laughs> fucking Corey Perry. Okay, <laughs> bud. Great player. Like scored a ton of goals, but okay, bud. <laughs> hey, you're not that guy, pal. Uh, Brennan Gallagher got his house robbed. Did we talk about this yet? Or is that pre-show? Wow. Um, Brennan Gallagher had his house robbed while the Canadians were in Tampa for game five. Seems to happen a lot where like professional athletes are in like must win games. People realize that they're definitely not home. None of their family members are home. Let's break in, steal some shit. And Brennan Gallagher sucks, dude. That fucking blows. I don't really have much else to say about this. He put up a TikTok talking about like how he fucking lost game five and how his his uh, house got robbed, but like a pit bull's got to eat or something. It was like a weird TikTok, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I I think if I had just lost game five and my house got robbed, my first instinct wouldn't be to put up a TikTok. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I didn't know that. That's weird. I my question for you is like, what's the robber mentality here? Because uh, number nobody's one, nobody's home. Nobody's home. Can can Canadian people go to to uh, Tampa though? You know how like the Tampa Bay families couldn't go to Montreal. Like, wouldn't technically Brendan Gallagher's like wife be home? Tampa Bay families couldn't go to Montreal. No. I don't know if it was reverse. I don't know also like why Brennan Gallagher's wife would fly down. I don't know. It's all hypothetical. My point being, why does it always happen in the finals? Like, like how come they don't think nobody's home like on like a Tuesday matinee? Or, it's, because, like, it's because they're at their most vulnerable. Nobody's gonna be at that house. Everybody's doing something for that game. But if you all right, I agree. But at this point, right, you look at Dan Boyle's house burning down. Gronk got his shit stolen. Lucic got his Memorial Cup ring stolen a couple weeks after they won the cup. Like, I think at this point, like, if you're in a cup finals, you just got to lock it down. You got to hire somebody. <laughs> you got to lock you it down, to. dude. I mean, that, that for me, like, I always – I think it's pathetic when a professional athlete gets a DUI because you make millions of dollars a year and you're telling me you couldn't get one of your best friends just to piggyback off you and drive you around. Like, have we not all seen Entourage? I think now that is starting to become the same thing here. Like your professional athlete, lock your shit down, dude. Get a ring system. They're like $130. Yeah, that's true too. I, um, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Attaboy. Attaboy. Well, that's fine. I want to move on to the next topic anyway. Uh, Adam, Fox. Oh, I, this oh. is really stupid. I don't even know why I wanted to circle back to it. Uh, my biggest fear is like being robbed while I'm sleeping. I don't know if that's weird. Like it's like nighttime burglary is my number one scared thing because it's at I'm at my most vulnerable. Like I'm asleep, I can't like react properly. If I wake up suddenly, I'm gonna be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, yeah, you, I mean, it's gotta kick in. I think you and I, I have like things in my room where if somebody would break into my house. Like I, I don't think I would be. I mean, I would still be rattled as fuck, but at the same time, I'd be like, okay, I can maybe protect myself. Like, do you have like a baseball bat or anything in your room or anything along those lines? Yeah, or I you got a hockey like stick in my room. Okay, so I, I have like, and I think I have a, I have like a pitching wedge under my bed. So that's and, more than I thought you had. I thought you'd be coming out with like a bug zapper. But no, I don't have a gun, kid. Okay. Well. Right, but the, where? So I, I don't know if this. I'm is not like chirping. That's not a chirp. I don't know. Is your like, but at night, like, where is your gun in your room? It's uh, yeah. Okay, but if you're sleeping and he walks in that door, you're just gonna bolt right towards him, right to the closet. No, it's not in the closet. It's like I don't want to tell you where it is, but it's not in the closet. You think you could beat him to it? It's closer to your bed than it is the door. Yeah. All right, dude. Also, like, I'm also I'm upstairs, so like, I don't. I would hope that I would hear somebody before they made it up to the loft. You don't get snoozy though, dude. You a light no, sleeper. I'm kind of a light sleeper, dude. Not I, I used to not be. You're so I'm, cranky. You, you can attest to that. I I know it. On top of that, can you imagine waking me up and me being <laughs> cranky about it too? Yeah, that's true. I mean, Pussy I trust on the you, pavement, dude. dude. Pussy's on the pavement, dude. All right, that's our gun talk for the podcast. Gun talk on the podcast. Um, Adam Fox won a Norris Trophy. <laughs> Good segue. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I said he'd do it. I said he'd do it. I'm proud of him. Uh, in 55 games, he had five goals, four two assists, 47 points. He beat out Victor Hedman and Kale McCarr. Uh, he is the only other player in NHL history to win a Norris in their second season. Who's the other guy? Putting me on the spot, Bobby Orr. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know. Okay, good, good for the kid. Um, one thing that I thought was weird though is he's a Mets fan. 
and he was like taking pictures with Francisco Lindor. I wasn't a huge fan of that, but he's probably um, an Islanders fan too, undercover. Okay. What do you have on Adam Fox winning the Norris? Let's hear the slander that you have to bring. No down. real slander, dude. I mean, he's a really good player. He's elite. Um, good for you, I guess, dude. I don't know. I don't think he's the best defenseman in the NHL. And I know, I guess that's not what you vote on for the award, but then like really what is the award? If you ask me, Eric Carlson kind of killed the award a couple years back, you know, so it's been kind of like a decade of me. Who cares? Like, I okay, I don't know if you're going to agree with this take because Adam Fox just won the Norris. I think Adam Fox, I guess, deserves the Norris. I think if you look, if Kale McCarr was healthy all year, I think he had a better chance, and I think Kale McCarr is probably definitely going to be the better defenseman. Um, but I guess if you look at the numbers, Adam Fox was the best defenseman in the NHL. My point, though, is I don't think there's a NHL award that gets – chosen or given to the wrong player more consistently than the Norris. Yeah. Like I just don't like ever think they really know what the best defenseman in the NHL is. I would agree with you. I think hundred percent. I think Adam Fox deserved <coughs> deserved it this year. I don't know if he's not gonna be better than Kale McCarr. I mean he has one Norris and Kale McCarr doesn't. Um Kale McCarr like two years younger though. So like in two years we could talk. Because yeah. if Kale McCarr puts up one healthy season, I guarantee based on the Adam Fox uh golden standard he's gonna win the Norris. I don't know man the Rangers could get better. You don't know. Adam Fox. Well, apparently, apparently, being the number one defenseman on a winning team doesn't matter in this award. So no, I mean, I agree with it, dude. Like for what the Norris is, Adam Fox deserves the Norris Trophy, hundred percent. If you're giving me a seven game series, both players are fully healthy, and it's Adam Fox or Victor Hedman, I'm picking Victor Hedman, dude. He's gigantic, and he can skate, and he's physical, and he can still do offensive shit. But if you're talking Norris Trophy, how the Norris Trophy's been given out, however many years Which it is, what? Which is how? I think it's it's almost I don't want to say best offensive defenseman, but like it's more towards that than it is towards the best defensive defenseman. Right. Right. And I think Victor Hedman brings both. Where I think Adam Fox, right? And I'm not saying Adam Fox is bad defending either. Like he's actually pretty good for his size and being able to do what he does. Like him and Lingren, I think both under six feet and they play together and they don't really get scored on all that often or get beat that often. I mean that's pretty fucking good. But Victor Hedman's a fucking animal, dude. Like he is a gigantic human being. Yeah, no, I so. agree. I'm, not really, I'm really not trying to hate that much on Adam Fox. He did deserve it. No, um, you are, you are, but he has the Norris. So no, congratulations to Adam Fox, to Ked, and all the analytic nerds out there who got that one right. Thanks, dude. Nice work, dude. You and your stats. <sighs> next, next time you bring up Adam Fox, you should tell me about like his turnovers per sixty or something like his like uh, breakouts per ninety. I can let you know how many Norris trophies he's won compared to Charlie McAvoy. I mean, I guess uh, if you want me to do that, is McAvoy younger than Adam Fox too? It's a couple years no. or the same age? Probably same no, age. I mean, I just watched. I mean, to me, are they? They probably or is McAvoy a year older? Did they play in the same World Junior team? If anything, McAvoy would be a year younger. Really? Yeah. What year was uh, who, Adam who Fox? Did McAvoy, who did McAvoy play World Junior? What with? year was Adam Fox drafted in? I want to be well, at, Adam well, Fox is Adam Fox is twenty three years old. I know. Probably McAvoy played. Two years of World Junior, so I don't really know the answer to that. But I think I they played know. together. I don't I'm know. looking it up. Adam Fox was drafted in 2016, the same year as Charlie McAvoy. They're the same age. Really? So they were on the same team? Yeah. So they had Fox, Lindgren, and McAvoy as right. three of their pops. That's pretty fucking good, dude. Holy yeah. shit. All right, well. Think McAvoy was there before. Plus one for the good guys. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko requests a trade out of St. Louis. This is uh, just comes as news. I thought it was weird when they named Ryan O'Reilly captain and like Tarasenko was openly pissed that he wasn't captain. Like you could kind of see that something wasn't okay there. Tarasenko, <laughs> he's had a tough time staying healthy the last couple years, but I think you and I can both agree if Tarasenko is healthy, hard to stop that guy. Yeah, I guess. I know. I don't think I've seen any Rangers rumors, but he kind of looks like an older Ranger to me. Like, I could see a 34 year old Tarasenko playing on, like, the second line with, like, Straka or something like that. You know what too, I mean? Too many wingers. The Rangers have too many wingers right now. <laughs> like, the only thing that they should be going for is fourth line depth and a fucking center and a, like, wily veteran defenseman. What if you throw Chris Kreider the other way? 100%. I'll drive him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I To me, this is, like, the summer of, like, Big names on the market who also have big injuries. Like, I I like Tarasenko. 
I feel like the Bruins are definitely going to be rumored to him for absolutely no reason. Um, and well, that'll, I, come, that'll come back whether or not they want Hall. Who would you rather have, Taylor Hall or Vladimir Tarasenko? Well, I think they're honestly hoping to re-sign Hall and sign another forward. I don't understand how they're going to do it, but they, they're acting like they're going to make big changes. You would have to pick between Tarasenko. You kind of have both. Well, I mean, our cap's about to drop pretty dramatically depending on what we do with like Krejci and Rask and what they sign. It all comes down to Krejci and Rask, and then I can talk about it. But until then, we literally have no idea. Uh, Fair enough. I don't know, man. I, I don't even know what his value is now that he's injured. I'm sure he could get a pretty good haul, but I just – again, like what team – what team has the prospects and the cap and is willing to take a risk on a somewhat injured guy? Someone's going to do it. I don't mm-hmm. think it would be me. Yeah, I hope the Rangers don't do that. I get We have too many wingers as it is. Um, smell you later, NBC. Do you want to elaborate on this one? No, it's just over. I, do you have any final thoughts? I thought NBC fucking sucked towards the end. Like NBC, to me, the li- lasting legacy of NBC will be one – JR Mike Milbury intermissions when they hated each other. That was electric. That was the best two, thing they did. Two, them purposely cutting out of scrums and not showing it and like cutting to commercial or showing you some stupid fucking stat. Three, Pierre Maguire. Uh, Dude, did four. You just... <coughs> oh, sorry. Keep on. Just like incompetent coverage, I feel like. I don't know. The other night, there was a clip. I forget what the clip was, but there were like two people kind of going at it, and there was one guy laying down and the other guy stayed up. I think it was like in between periods or whatever. And it was Jonesy and Sharp, and Sharp goes, hey, Jonesy, that looks like you and Milbury. And then they immediately cut to break. Like, he mentioned Milbury on the NBC thing, and I'm sure they probably weren't thrilled with that. I love that. I love that. Um, The one person I did want to say I thought was kind of sad, they posted something today, Catherine Tappan. I always liked Catherine Tappan. Obviously, the JR stuff happened, but I thought she she was, like, dependable. I felt like for a decade, like, I didn't hate her voice. Um, she was married to Jay Leach, ex-Bruins coach who just became the AHL assistant coach at the Kraken. Um, I don't know. She's staying with NBC, and she's not going to be doing hockey anymore. So that'll be weird That's not to sad. see her. I don't know about Liam McHugh either if he's gone. <laughs> that did, guy. We, did we see Liam McHugh's fucking beard he had rocking? No. Oh, adorable. He had, a, he had a fucking real nice beard on him. It was a whole new changeup. Like, he's really trying to get into that, like, George Clooney type look. Oh, oh, so – um, you know Elliot Friedman? Oh, yeah. Elliot Friedman is like the History Channel guy where he's like the fucking universe. Yeah, with his hair and shit. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so I listen to his podcast sometimes, and I want to know if you if you think this is real or not. He says he wears his hair like that for the fans. <laughs> <laughs> do you believe that, dude? Or do you think he just kind of likes being that guy? I think, I think he believes it. <laughs> he does it for the people. He definitely believed it when he said that. Like he was doing it for us. <laughs> it's like, thanks, dude. He like he put po- somebody posted a picture of him and he woke up super hungover and going to work and everybody's like, "This is Austin." He's like, "Well, this is my thing now." Yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm that, that guy. guy. Not the worst guy to be the guy who doesn't comb his hair. Like if like no, he's kind of funny to like. Not like in like real life. You probably want to like fix it up, but if you can like go to work every day with bedhead and like kind of be like, "This is me, dude." Well, that and just, like, all the other Trade Center guys are so serious. Like, he can finally be the guy who, like, kind of just shows up whenever. Probably wear a fucking pair of jeans underneath the desk. You don't even know he's, like, wearing – probably slippers. Yeah. I had – so, dude, my first job after college, I had this, like, person come in and, like, evaluate me at my job or whatever. And the only negative remark they put on it is that I need to comb my hair. Oh, oh, dude. I Okay, when I was at Finger Paint, I was told I wasn't going to get a promotion because I, I wasn't dro- I wasn't dressing to standards. So I wore, I wore a button-up and khakis for three weeks in a row, got my promotion, and immediately went back to jeans and fucking T-shirts. I All right, so it, here's my opinion on it. If you're not wearing sweatpants or, like, gym shorts or, like, uh, like basketball jerseys or something to, like, the office, who cares? Like, as long as I'm not wearing, like, a NASCAR-printed tee, like – to the I, office. I think it was kind of on me too because they were redoing the office at that time so we were working out of some some other place and it was really hot out so like you couldn't normally wear shorts but during that time like yeah we can wear shorts and when we moved back into our building like I think it was just everybody kind of recognized that you couldn't wear shorts but I just kept doing it and I maybe that's something but I was never told not to until I was told not to so I've been dinged on that I I actually had <laughs> I actually had like something once and tell me, tell me why this is like, 
women can wear like capris or shit. I don't even want to get into it and sundresses and like be all nice and cool while What's I have wrong fucking, with my ankles. That's, that's what, what I'm saying, do. dude. Like while I have fucking swamp ass sitting in a leather chair going to stand up and like three other super hot chicks are walking in, they're gonna try to sit in that chair that's just covered in an ass sweat because I don't have shorts on. And the only and the only part of my body that remotely looks like I've ever worked out thanks to hockey is my calves. Like can uh, I, can I let them breathe? <laughs> yeah, dude. This is the only thing I have going for me. I can't even show them off. Uh, like, 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 like when we say we look in the mirror, we just have mirrors that start from the floor. <laughs> hey, I, I don't know if this is too personal to bring up on the podcast, but you have a calf tat. Do you ever like wish like you didn't get a tat right on your calf or you nah, have I mean if I could take one away, it'd definitely be that one. Would you move it, or do you like the spot? Do you think it, something else would have been there? I would have taken away the hockey net, and it would have just said 4L squared. Yeah. But – Still a good – I mean, it's still a good tat. I was just asking. I think it is. I, I, yeah. I get more questions about that than I do my sleeve. Do you think that was, like, aggressive that your first ever tat yes. was calf? Uh Yes and no. I don't know. Because that was back in the day, like, when people didn't get jobs because they had, like – Visible tattoos. And so like, you, you just thought you're gonna wear pants. Yeah. Intra, and then you didn't. Wear pants. Didn't wear them. <laughs> didn't wear them. Uh, Phil Castle's on the market. <coughs> I didn't know that. Speaking of guys who probably like business casual. Oh, definitely. Does Phil Castle own a suit? Yeah. Um, so, so, dude, I guess I I looked it up. Like he got paid like a five million dollar bonus a couple of days ago. So whatever team team trades for him only owes him one million dollars. But his cap hits still like six mil. But a lot mm-hmm. of people are saying that the Coyotes might be willing to eat fifty percent of that. So Phil Kessel at like three mil a year. I'd see either his last year or one year after that. Thoughts? Is there a team in the NHL that doesn't eat more money than the Arizona Coyotes? Like how often does How often does that organization play players not to play hockey and they wonder why they like don't have money? I don't know. Well, the problem with Pat is like they need to get assets because their last GM like got all their draft picks taken away and they stink. So like you have to again. Yeah. I don't know, man. It sucks. We always like kind of try to root for the Arizona Coyotes, but always putting on them. Shout out to Phil Kessel, 43 points in 50 games this year, 20 goals, 23 assists led the, led the Coyotes in points. I mean, I don't even know what I'm talking about now. I a hundred percent, I a hundred percent would throw my hat in the ring of Phil Kessel. The funniest thing I saw out there, which would be hilarious, and I know it wouldn't happen, Phil Kessel to Toronto by like three and a half million. It doesn't even make sense, but if he like he replaced Hyman on the second line and then you got Phil the Thrill back in Toronto. They're like, hey guys, all right, we really gotta buckle up and try to really go for a cup this year. One second we're gonna bring somebody in here and it's Phil Kessel. He's like, hey guys. Yeah, like, because we brought in. Dude, because you they always talk about like the leadership, like Jumbo Joe and Spezza and Simmons and like all these leaders who like know how to win games. But like, I think what the youth in that locker room needs is Phil Kessel, the guy who went through what Mitch Marner was going through, who went through what Austin was going through. And quite frankly, he never really let it affect his performance. Like, sure, he got traded to Pitt, but like, am I wrong? Was like Phil Kessel ever super negative about like what was going on there? Did he even? He might have. I could be talking out my ass. I don't think he did, dude. And it's so weird that I like Phil Kessel now, too, because I remember, like, the last story of Phil Kessel in Boston is, like, when Claude Julian asked him to go lift weights, and he, like, laughed at him and was like, <laughs> and then, like, uh, I'll never forget the 24-7 when he was on the loop. He's like, good one, Randy. Good one, Randy. Yeah. That, or when he's talking about him and Bozak throwing a couple shakers in their apartment. And who does, I think Dion Phaneuf asked him if he, how many cookies he had that day or some shit like that. I think Claude Drew asked him if he had a Coke. Or something like. I got a question for you on a yeah on a. He always threw he threw the shakers with Bozak. Yeah. Good one. Phil Kessel on the Islanders. Does that sound like something that would happen to you? Maybe you need a score, right? If you look at it, like if you look, if you're an Islanders fan, their biggest weakness, a hundred percent, is they need someone else else with Barzell. Barzell can pass the puck. Phil Kessel can score. And if it's at a low cap hit, I'm sure that the Islanders have what it takes to give back. That'd be a huge pickup for them. Yeah. If they were to get filled the thrill. I would hate that. Fuck, I would hate that. Oh, and now I'm even thinking about Tarasenko going to the Islanders, too. I don't know what their cap situation is. I think it's kind of tight. No, so I don't know how that would work either, but that's know. what they need. 
Um, Gary Bettman on George Peros. He has done a terrific job and has been very consistent. Like, is he just trolling us? I don't know. I just don't. I know he was probably asked about it. There's just no reason for this quote in my face. No. Um, Mark Andre Fleury won the Vesna. Won the Vesna, dude, and then had a tough conference finals. I don't know. I kind of felt bad for him. We've gone over this. I'm not a flurry guy. You became a flurry guy. I flip flopped on flurry quite a bit. Yeah. You remember yeah. when you hate him? Yeah. I still do. I'm a man of my word and integrity. What do you have on this? His first. So it's his first uh, Stanley Cup, which is kind of cool. What? Or his first Vesna. His first Vesna. I'm losing my mind. I'm um, he's <coughs> consistently put out a really good year this year. He's one of those goalies, and I think he's always kind of been like this. And I was hard on him in Pittsburgh because I think he kind of lost his way there for a bit. But he's one of those guys where if he's on that night, like, good fucking luck. Like, and he's always kind of been like that. Where if, like, Fleury, if Mark Andre Fleury is playing like Mark Andre Fleury, like, you're not going to beat whatever team they're playing. There's a few, there's very few goalies that are like that. I feel like Henrik Lundqvist was like that for a little bit. Like, when Hank was on, good, good fucking luck. But Fleury, I would kind of put him in the same category because, like, when he was on Pittsburgh, do you remember that one game? It, like he made that save as the game was ending against Lidstrom. I think it was Lidstrom. It was, it was uh penguins, red wings and like standing on his head and shit. And I, I know he didn't have a great conference finals, but I, I thought he played pretty fucking well the rest of the games leading up to it. Um, I get my thing. Yeah. He had that one giveaway though, which was kind of reminiscent of what he did in world juniors. Yeah. And then like the one thing that honestly bothers me with Mark Andre Fleury. And I don't know why people talk about like him being a hall of famer and I'm cool. I think he will be a hall yeah. of famer for sure. He has the resume, yep. but people always say three cups. It's like, he was kind of a backup from some of those. Like, I don't think they hold as much weight. Like I, I don't think like when Tuka Rask retires, people are going to like think Stanley cup champion. Cause he was the backup. I know so, he was the starter at one point, but Matt Murray won those cup. I would still say Tuka Rask won a cup. I guess, but it's not the same. Do you know it's what not, I mean? It absolutely isn't. You'd have it's to. Really like, I don't know why I had to bring that up. I guess I'm just a negative asshole in general. It's okay, dude. Um, <coughs> Duncan Keith is rumored to go to the Edmonton Oilers. I don't have much on this, dude. I don't. I don't watch that many Blackhawk games. I'm. I'm assuming he's still probably a pretty good fucking player. Like, dude, Duncan Keith was so much fun to watch when he was like in his prime. He was really, really, really. Yeah. Good. So here's here's the thing. I guess all signs point to Duncan Keith no longer being a good player. Okay. Um, which was kind of it was kind of news to me too. He played a lot of big minutes, but didn't exactly perform. The analytics people who hate Adam Fox for context, or love Adam Fox, hate Duncan Keith. Um, I don't know, man. It seems like one of those things that like kind of makes sense on paper. Like get Duncan Keith in there, get leadership for the Oilers, but he has a pretty big cap hit, and like unless Chicago's retaining cap, like. Is that what Edmonton needs to be tying their money up in right now? Is like a 38-year-old defenseman? It's classic Edmonton. It's so classic Edmonton. They're losing their minds. Like you would think you would think they would want to he would want to come home, but like I don't I don't get why they would. To me, people say Pacific Northwest. I still think Seattle would be the best fit for him. It's messed yeah. up as that sounds. Put him on a captain on a team. I really don't think Seattle and they're probably gonna prove me wrong, is gonna be able to put together like a night's first year performance. Like doesn't hurt to have him on the squad. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. <laughs> but it's like uh, Derek Englund in Vegas. Yeah, but better. Yeah, better. Um, and then you have projected number one NHL draft pick on power leaning toward return to Michigan. What? I just wanted to throw this one out there. So, And this is something kind of interesting, too, because if you look at like past drafts for a while, it was like every 18-year-old was putting up points. And then like the last three drafts or so, it slowed down. So like – Owen Power, probably going to go first overall, and it sounds like he wants to go back to college for a year. I just want your take on this as a fan. Like, part of me, after watching, like, Jack Hughes or some other guys, like – Lafreniere, Capo. Playing another year in college and being dominant and being able to do it. Like, he played at Michigan this year, but, like, no fans. Like, give him that experience. Probably playing World Juniors, do well there. I don't hate it. Why put an 18-year-old kid – in the fucking worst decor in the league with Buffalo with Carter Hutton trying to square you away 20 wins. Why put him through that? I would I would sure up that Buffalo's not going to be a laughing stock before I'd want him to play for him. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think you're 100% right. Why feed him to that bullshit when he can go out and have a productive year in college? But then, retrospect, what if he gets hurt? Or something along those lines. You know what I mean? Like, that would fucking suck. But I, I agree with you. I would think I'd rather have him play college, especially as a defenseman. Like, 
it's got to be so hard to defend like guys like Ovechkin and like getting a puck dumped in on you and turning around and you see Patrick Moon's coming fucking full throttle at you and being, I mean, he'd be 18 years old. Yeah. And I mean, next year too, next year too, the, uh, the Bruins lightning and Maple Leafs are all going to be in this division. Like, so you're, you're going to be playing top four minutes against those teams, like almost every other game. It's a lot to put on an 18 year old kid. Yeah. I don't know what they do. I think it'd be smart to have them go back to Michigan, but yeah, it'd be funny if they just pass up on them all together. That'd be very Buffalo. Um, I don't really have that much Rangers updates, but all right, let's get into Bruins, dude. What happened at the end of the year? Nothing. I'm just going to rattle through these really quick. If you want to clarify on anything. Go for it. Okay. Uh, congratulations to the Islanders for losing to the lightning. Um, I mean, the Islanders deserve to win the series against the Bruins. I just knew the Bruins were going to get stomped by the lightning. So I guess who cares? I was salty for a while. Um, I just wanted to bring up this hit. No one's even going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Last game of the series, Kyle Palmieri threw an elbow to McAvoy's head. Didn't even get a $5,000. No, I, I know I hate you're talking about. Yep. Didn't get $5,000 fine. Not a two-minute penalty. I don't know. To me, that's the shit, like, that going back to Gary Bettman's quote is so stupid. Like, I think I think NHL fans as a whole, like, they, like, love to just, like, slow hits down and, like, make rash judgments, and it's fucking stupid. But, like, I don't know. It was a clear hit to the head, and literally nothing happened. That pissed me off. Uh, David Krejci wants to – there was rumors saying he wanted to either return to Boston or he might go home to the check. I reported that, like, six years ago, and I told the story of how I ran to his family and I was drunk, so I hope that comes true. If he signs elsewhere, I'll be heartbroken. I thought he looked good. I think he's going to take a home count discount. Hope for the best. Tuca said he didn't want to play anywhere else. I like that. He played with a torn labrum, though. I don't. We never talked about this. Um, one, the fans who are like Tuca loves to like quit. Like, where the fuck are you now? Two, why didn't they play Swayman? Like a goalie with a torn labrum is a huge injury. Like I respect Tuca willing to play through that, and I get. I guess why Bruce Cassidy is like he's our number one, but at the same time, like. Dude, that's our goalie. Like, could also goalie. could also be one of those cases where they didn't know if he was coming back. Like, you know, the Rangers started Henrik Lundqvist in that Carolina Hurricanes playoff series. Yeah, Maybe it's like, one of those. You kind of it's like a respect them. thing, which I get, but at the same time, you're trying to win a fucking cup. Yeah, exactly. Like, win with them, lose with them. I get that. Um, I just wanted to t- touch on Jake DeBrusque really quick because I thought <laughs> everyone. Everyone had really good comments. Like, I just read those. Like, everyone's like, I want to come back. Like, I love playing in Boston. And Jake DeBrusque's quote was, my haters had a lot to say. Uh, yeah, dude, because you sucked this year. And you sucked, you've sucked. you sucked since the Nazem Kadri incident. I don't even know how Nazem Kadri won uh, that, that like, kerfuffle back in the playoffs in 2019. But you haven't been the same since. You love to drink, eat McDonald's and drink Coke. I like McDonald's. I don't play in the NHL. Um, I'm ready for Jake DeBrusque to leave. Trade your Kreider for him. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want Chris Kreider. Uh, and then finally, this is the last thing I have, so I didn't really have that much. Uh, Cam Neely had a quote basically saying that before the 2015 draft, that's when they passed over Barzell and Konechny and all those guys, Brock Besser. Uh, he basically said that Don Sweeney had gotten hired right before the draft. They had traded Lucic and Hamilton. And they got those three picks, and they thought they were going to trade up to get Noah Hannafin at three. And it fell through, and then they realized that maybe they didn't do enough scouting um, to know who they were going to pick. Which it's like one, I kind of, I kind of like the honesty, but at the same time, it's like Cam Neely, bro, like what the fuck was going on then? Because we had three straight picks, and that fucked us for a long time. Also, Cam Neely threw threw out or threw under the bus an undisclosed scout who said he was really, really high on submission. So they had a scout. Whoever the fuck that guy is, I hope he's not employed anymore. He's high on what? Vaccination. Uh, the guy we took 15th overall has played like two NHL games now. He's oh, like, I oh. thought you meant he was like stoned. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was on. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant. I was like, what? <laughs> can, you mad, can you imagine if the Bruins were all just like on PCP when they drafted Jake Ross <laughs> and Jake Zaborro? I, I mean, looking at the draft, it would make kind of sense. That's it. Yeah, tough, dude. I don't know. I don't have much else, to be honest with you. I'm really 50-50 on the whole Taylor Hall thing, too. That still makes me nervous. So it's a huge offseason. I honestly think the Bruins have two more years, one one more year in this window. Next year is the last year in this window, and then they're going to like really need to fucking rethink things, which is going to be depressing. Uh, but that's where I'm at. Well, 
thinking about rethinking things, let me bring up Can I Boost by Can I Brand. If you need help rethinking things, focusing and energizing, check out Can I Boost or Can I Mend. The new, uh, they came out with like a fucking new lotion you put on to help soothe your muscles and all that stuff. 75% of NHL locker rooms have Can I Brand products in there. Uh, NHL guys are taking it post game on their plane ride home every night. Brandon Gallagher is probably one of those after his house got robbed. He needed to kind of calm down, maybe take a little bit of that can I sleep. Who knows? Yo. But, uh, <coughs> what's up? Do you remember? I'll get Do you remember when we were growing up? Like, got, people used to like, you could like huff grass to get high. People used to say that. Huff grass to get high? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, there was definitely a thing where pe- kids were like trying to huff grass, whatever that means. So I just wanted to throw out that maybe if the if the Bruins scouts weren't huffing grass and they had some can I brands boost, we'd have a better uh, roster right now. Yeah, and if they would have used the promo code TMS25, they also would have saved 25% off their CBD order. So head over to canibrands.com, use promo code TMS25, saves all CBD products, topical cream, sleep aids, broad spectrum, sublingual oils, and oral spray. It's canibrands.com, promo code TMS25. Beerly ground up. All right. Everybody knows in this area, I have a heated rivalry with the person who runs the Saratoga ice hockey rink. They're way more interested in speed skating and figure skating than they are in hockey. I've been skating this one skate on Tuesdays, probably the last four weeks. Every time we get there, that Zamboni guy comes on a half hour before he's supposed to. We have to yell at him to tell him to get the fuck off the ice. Last week we get there, the speed skaters are on. Nobody let anybody know there's speed skaters on. And then there was a skate afterwards that the guys before us ended up getting. It took three hours to figure out what the fuck was going on. We ended up skating after those guys. It was this big ordeal. I'm this close to going to a town hall meeting and fucking raising some hell and figuring out what the fuck's going on at the ice hockey rink. It's ridiculous. Yeah, this is like, so I hadn't been back to our hometown rink in like five years until a couple of weeks ago. It looked kind <laughs> of dilapidated too. Like it wasn't the nicest rink inside. No. I used to have so much pride for that rink. Like the boards are old. The ice is kind of gross. There's a college logo down the middle, which makes me sick to my stomach. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like the same stuff that I wrote on the wooden benches like a decade ago still right there, which I kind of like. I kind of like that seasoning. But still, be nice for the town to figure it out. I think you should. Go to a town hall meeting. Uh, get the video. Clip it. I what Would would you go in aggressive or would you go in, like, business? Have you seen those Chad and Brad dudes that are, like, the surfer guys in California? They go to the town hall meetings and they, like, talk about yeah. like fucking the most ridiculous things. I'm thinking about doing that at the Saratoga one, but like dressed up like a hockey player and just talking about like wheeling and dealing and dirty dangles. <laughs> right, <dude. laughs> Could be kind of funny. <laughs> right or no? Yeah, but you got to actually make a point though. You got to raise awareness. You have to have like good points. <laughs> I have good points. All right, dude. Give me a point. It's bullshit that you think speed skaters matter more than fucking hockey players. So you're so you're gonna walk up gonna to, roll the ball down a hill. You're gonna walk up to a bunch of people that enjoy being on the town committee, and you're gonna be in hockey equipment, and you're gonna say point one, it's bullshit. Fucking bullshit that you guys could do skaters the ice over hockey players. Yeah, it'd be right. something if we were pumping out Olympic athletes at Saratoga, but they haven't had a fucking Olympic speed skater ever. What? I will. They train Olympic speed skaters, no. I don't think so. There's like a wall. There's like a wall in the rink of like all the Olympic speed skaters who have trained here. Oh, that's cool. How many people have seen that wall other than you? I don't know. You, you, you and the eight speed skaters that go there. Oh, give me. There used to be a lot growing up. I remember they're like going to practice and there'd be like 30, 40 kids speed skating. I will, be so, I will be so fucking pissed off if I have a kid and I bring him to a hockey rink and I give him a hockey stick and he's like, you know what, dad? I'd rather speed skate. That would ruin me. You know how, like, where we grew up, a lot of hockey players played lacrosse? I felt like a lot of speed skaters uh, were on the crew team, too. I'll use that as point number two. Not a crew guy? I always – dude, so I wouldn't be a crew Boy, guy. Yeah, Winkle 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 twins, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to go. If you're, like, 6'4", if your kid's 6'4", and, like, can't, like, jump or, like, do anything athletic, you put them in a rowboat, I'm pretty sure they're going D1. You don't – okay, cool but like in terms of you have i'm gonna put a hockey player in front of you i'm gonna put a crew guy and a speed skater guy what one do you want to pound beers with more i'd i'd want to okay it's a hockey guy and right, don't but you 
Okay, tell me the Winklevoss twins don't text you right now and say, let's go grab a couple martinis. What are you going to say? I'm not a martini guy, dude. I'd be so out of my element. I wouldn't even know what to do. <laughs> nice espresso martini with the Winklevoss twins? Just dude, I, I had an espresso. The boys talk about it to this day. Like, we went to that Nine Maple place for an espresso martini, and apparently you're supposed to sip them, and I just fucking one-touched it. And I was like, now what? And they're like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> That's not how it goes, bro. Yeah, dude. The Twisted Tea guy loves espresso martinis. Do you have any beer league round up, dude? No, I got nothing. All right. Time for Dom Moore. Here we go, Bob. Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. You know what's also funny is in these videos, I always just thought that was Garrison. Did you know it's actually Skip stopping? No. Yeah. Skip Grant. Yeah. He's got a good stop, dude. Probably because he had a better take than Dale. Probably, dude. Uh, Dominic Morris here is here. my first year of the week. Facebook Marketplace. I've been finding all this random shit around my house and putting it on Facebook Marketplace. And in two days, I've sold $870 worth of shit that I'll never use again. Um, it is all time. I'm also a big garage sale guy. So it's just like an online garage sale, essentially. And holy fuck, dude, it is working. So, shout out to Facebook Marketplace. Have you ever been into the Marketplace, sold, bought, anything? No, I haven't, but I'm not a big Facebook guy. I feel like it's probably more effective. It's it's basically 2021's Craigslist, I'm assuming. Like, I have definitely sold stuff on Craigslist, and I actually think I'd probably still sell stuff on Craigslist. It's the same concept. The only difference is you can't see the person, so maybe it's sketchier. Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of like that the person can't see me. Like, I want them to be on edge and think, like, when you buy something off Craigslist, you like my first thoughts, like, this person could kill me. I kind of like having that advantage when I go into a deal. Uh, so my picture is me in a USA overall costume with a twisted T in my hand. So I don't think yeah. people are going to fuck with me. Yeah. Um, my zero of the week goes to the disrespect for Brendan Smith. You, dude, I'm sorry. I'm just going to throw this out there. Not a lot of serial killers drink twisted tea. I wouldn't be too concerned. <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm not a serial killer, dude. I'm just saying, I wouldn't see you in overalls drinking a twisted tea and saying to myself, like, oh, star spangled overalls. That doesn't change it, dude. You like, I'm thinking of like, you don't fit, you don't fit the prototype of someone's picture that I'd look at and be like, I'm not making that deal. That's all I'm saying. Like, you think you have edge because of that photo? Yeah. All right. Serious edge. All right. Tell me I don't have edge. Uh, my zero of the week goes to disrespect for Brendan Smith. George Rock was on Spin Chicklets and he was talking about how he could beat up Tom Wilson one hand behind his back and how like Lucic, Nurse, and Reeves are the only guy who can fight him. And that Tom Wilson probably went shopping before the game because he knew that Brendan Smith had to answer the bell. He's probably not wrong, but I would like a little bit more respect directed towards my man's way. He did fly across the neutral zone. I've watched that video probably 50 times if i if whenever i'm sad i put that fucking thing on so shout out smitty those are my heroes and zeros for the week what do you have all right here we go um this is a changing at times at the morning skate my hero of the week's vegas golden knights i took a deep breath uh, i watched them lose to the montreal canadians uh in the playoffs and i've moved on i've had my peace with vegas golden knights fans uh i'll no longer hex the team i'll no longer talk to them in a super negative tone they still won't be my favorite, um, but I've moved on to my zero of the week, the Seattle Kraken. Uh, I hate the Kraken. I'm on being against the Kraken. I think I need new blood in my lo- in my life. Like hate fuels me sometimes, so I'm calling it right now. Don't even know the rosters yet. Kraken last place next year. Book it. So you're moving on, dude. So do you ever see yourself? Do you ever see yourself rooting for the Vegas Golden Knights? Potentially, no, I don't think so. And like the only way I could is like they're in a matchup against a team I absolutely hate. It's like so Vegas Habs. You're picking Vegas. Yes. Okay. Vegas Lightning's tougher. It would have been no. I probably pick Vegas. I do you um, think this is the cooler thing to do, or do you think it would have been cooler to be all in on Kraken and still hate Vegas? No, because it's kind of like I was thinking about it. Like when there's like. You know, like if you're like on a hockey team, say you're playing like club hockey or something and you're like a junior and there's a freshman on the team and you give them a hard time. And then the next year it's like that freshman's now giving the new freshman a hard time. Yeah. It's just kind of like a passing of the ceremonial torch. The bad bad news for the Krakens, the league's at 32. Um, So unless a team relocates, which I don't even know if that qualifies for me hating them, I, I could just always hate the Seattle Kraken. Okay. And then, you know what, dude? Kraken? Not my favorite name. I don't really know if we ever got too in-depth into this. What is a Kraken again? It's like a mythical sea creature. 
Yeah, I don't need Game of Thrones mascots in my in my NHL. <coughs> you you them. watch Game of Thrones more than I do. That's not true. I've never even seen it all the way through. What what are you on now? Because I know that you're currently binge watching it. Like season four, dude. Right. I don't know. Why don't they just like have like good things happen? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, yeah. Like I don't really want. Like, we don't have. I we can spoil it because it's like ten years old. But like, they just killed all the Starks. It was kind of like all at right. the wedding. Yeah, that was kind of stupid. Like it was cool. It was cool to see uh, the little Lannister die. That was nice, I guess. But like at the I same love how you time, don't know names at all. But like I, I don't. At, at the same time, like I just don't know why they had to kill all the Starks. Because now it's kind of like. I don't know. They cut Theon's dick off with like maybe you kind of earned like it's, earned a lot of, it's a lot of negative shit. You know what I mean? <coughs> when my sher- when my dad watched it, the sheriff, the first season when Ned Stark died, he stopped watching it because he thought he thought the show was bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not watching this anymore. And then he eventually ended up getting back into it. But I'm right there with him, dude. A lot of shock value in that show. Yeah, but is shock value good. Like, is it still one of your favorite shows ever? Yeah. I just I don't know if we'll ever get there yet. It just pisses me off. Yeah, I get that. But I don't know. I'm a fan. Just You just got to watch it all the way through. Keep grinding. <laughs> all right, dude. All right, that was this episode of the Morning Skate. Check us out at Morning underscore Skate on all of our social profiles. Instagram's been heating up. Oh, by the way, another zero of the week. I put up a video of this kid on TikTok. <laughs> I've been, like, pulling these TikTok videos, and, like, I give proper credit to whoever it comes from. Somebody – so this kid put out a TikTok – I credited him, but the person who took the video of the TikTok reached out to us and was like, why didn't we get credit? Buddy, fuck right off. Like, are you kidding me? You think I'm going to ask the kid who you mic'd up, who mic'd him up in order to do that? You're out of your goddamn mind. So I just deleted and I said, hey, there's nothing to worry about anymore, bud. I don't understand social media. Everyone takes everyone's stuff, but everyone yells at everyone. And then, like, people want to get credited for other people's credits and then like that rubbed me the wrong way dude that's like if so from now on whenever we post a hockey video i'm supposed to fucking contact whatever cameraman took that fucking video and ask him hey is it okay if i use this fuck yeah. it that's this episode of morning skate thanks for tuning in we'll talk to you guys